Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Cincinnati's Q102 Jeff and Jen. It's 721. Suzanne. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? Uh, well, I've I've had better days, but I'm doing well. Oh, <laughs> sound like you're a little sick there, hon. I have a little flu. Uh, not a flu. Oh, God, look at me. Little congestion with the um. Oh, geez. Allergies. My allergies are acting allergies. up. That's I'm having a terrible that. time with drainage. Is that what you're dealing with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear you. So let's uh, let's try to send you to the ballet because the ballet makes everything better. All right, let's right. see, let's do it. So is the real 1A, woman doing 110 in Ford Probe says she was in a rush to get home to wash her cat. Is it B, couple caught having sex in parking lot outside of their kid's daycare? Or C, a guy in a $520,000 Rolls Royce made his chauffeur get in a police chase because he was having an affair in the back? Hmm, I don't know, they're all pretty good answers, but um, let's go with the craziest one, B. B? <laughs> uh, crazy for you for some people that's a friday afternoon <laughs> um no actually it's the rolls royce oh the i was good i was the next was that was your next guess yeah <laughs> yeah there's a 57 year old businessman named maurice sin in kent england and back in may of 2018 he left a golf tournament in his five hundred twenty thousand dollar rolls royce phantom and the cops tried to pull him over. But Maurice made his chauffeur get into a police chase to try to get away from them. <laughs> police. I know. I wonder how, how that Rolls Royce took turns. Yeah. How does that corner? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the center of gravity like in that car? How fast can you really go? When they eventually caught him, Maurice admitted he'd made his driver get in the chase because he was in the back getting it on with a woman who was not his wife, and he figured it would not be good if the cops stopped them and she found out. Or, he'd lose his Rolls Royce. Yes. Yeah, right, among other things. Uh, or as he phrased it in the most British way possible, he said he, quote, had a bird in the back having a shag. <laughs> there you go. He That's was in funny. court this week. He got an eight-month suspended sentence and some fines for dangerous driving. And as far as we know, his driver was not even charged. And there's no word how his wife feels about all mm-hmm. this. News that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. 
So this felt inevitable, but it finally happened yesterday. The World Health Organization officially classified the COVID-19 coronavirus as a pandemic. What is a pandemic? The official definition of a pandemic is when a new virus, a new virus emerges and spreads around the world, and most people do not have an immunity to it. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean it's any more deadly than another virus, but it is more to the rate of its ability to spread. Uh, The WHO, the the WHO, the World Health Organization, or as I like to call them, the WHO, uh, (laughs) say they are deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction by world leaders. However, they say this can easily be stopped if people take proper action, like washing their hands thoroughly and avoiding large gatherings. And if governments continue to take the right action with quarantines and strategic travel shutdowns and testing, this can be stopped. Meanwhile, for his part last night, President Trump banned travel to the U.S. for most of Europe, minus the U.K. for 30 days starting Friday at midnight. Hmm. That would suck. <laughs> you had a whole... Uh... Vacations, not so much, but I, you know, the, the people that are traveling to see sick family or that's just, yeah, the ban doesn't apply to us citizens or their immediate family returning from Europe though. Um, but the U S state department also issued a level three global health advisory yesterday, urging us citizens to reconsider all international travel. That one, that is one level below the strongest warning. Um, Joe Rogan did an interview with, um, a guy by the name of Michael. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Osterholm. He is an infectious disease expert out of the University of Minnesota, and they consider this guy to be the foremost authorities on the topic of pandemics in the world. Um, and there's a lot of noise out there and a lot of misinformation circulating around about the coronavirus. So it is crucial to, crucial to listen to the experts to get the facts. And so since this guy's sort of an authority on the matter, here are some of the most important takeaways he offered. Uh, first off, the coronavirus isn't going. It's not going to go away next week. Uh, he said the next three to six months could be like this. Wow! And he said, you know, don't hold your breath for a vaccine. Uh, that's going to take a long time. So this is our, kind of our new normal for the time being. Um, a lot of people keep comparing this to the flu, uh, downplaying it. He said this pandemic actually can be 10 to 15 times worse than a bad flu season uh, because he is projecting 96 million cases around the world, 48 million hospitalizations, and 48, 480,000 deaths over the next three to seven months 
around the world. Um, and it's not just a disease for old people. Certainly, we are concerned about old people. They make up 20% of the population. They're the most at risk. Uh, elderly people with compromised immune systems have the highest fatality risk. Uh, there have also been lots of horrible cases of people in their 40s and 50s that have had to deal with this. So far, it has not been as serious in children. Evidently, according to this expert, though, there are about four days between when you breathe in and contract the disease and when you show symptoms. And as we've already heard, you are contagious during that time. Primary transmission method is just breathing. So the best preventative measures you can take are just avoid large public spaces. And, you know, I know it kind of blows, kind of a bummer, but to limit contact as best you can. Yeah. We've got more than 1,000 cases in the U.S. at the moment with patients in at least 35 states. Almost half of them are in California, New York, and Washington, where the governor has banned gatherings of more than 250 people. And uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is looking closely at that as well. Insurance companies are waiving all copays for coronavirus testing and adding treatment coverage to their plans, which is good news. Mm-hmm. Um, a conference in New York called Doing Business Under Coronavirus has been canceled because <laughs> of the coronavirus. That's smart, though. That's probably not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Hotels in Vegas have stopped serving buffets to prevent the virus from spreading. I was thinking about this, too, in Vegas when you are... People line up for those buffets. Well, that, but it's like even gambling in Vegas, like you're touching the slot machines or even if you're playing at like a table and you have chips, everybody's touching the chips. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of contact happening there. everywhere. Yeah. Apparently, people have started using Tinder to get updates from Wuhan, China. I guess if you have a premium Tinder membership, you can actually see profiles from anywhere in the world, kind of you know, give you a sense of what people are really dealing with there. Uh, I know a lot of young people are taking advantage of the chaos by booking super cheap flights. One woman, she's 27 years old, she told a reporter uh, that she saved $200 on a flight from Atlanta to Connecticut to go see her grandmother who is battling cancer. So she's got a mm-hmm. grandmother who's... Got a compromised immune system, who I'm sure she's concerned about. The uh, Daily Beast talked to a set of parents who said they're still letting their daughter go on a spring break cruise, however. (laughs) I mean, some people really think that, you know, if she just keeps enough alcohol in her system, you know, that might ward off any germs. (laughs) I don't Uh, think it works that way. If only it did, right? Right. Uh, ben and Jerry's annual free cone day scheduled for next month has been postponed. Yeah. Yeah, it's still on. We're just pushing it back. That's what most things I feel like are happening. They're, they're well, happening, they're afraid but they're just to happening. Cancel. Yeah. yeah. I think they're hoping that this will go away quickly and, and they'll be able to, to squeeze it back in. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, President Trump also said in last night's speech in his address to the American people that he's going to provide paid sick leave to those who end up having to stay home due to the coronavirus. To ensure that working Americans impacted by the virus can stay home without fear of financial hardship, I will soon be taking emergency action, which is unprecedented, to provide financial relief. This will be targeted for workers who are ill, quarantined or caring for others due to coronavirus. 
I will be asking Congress to take legislative action to extend this relief. And in some more positive news, China has evidently shut down all 16 of those temporary coronavirus hospitals that set up in Wuhan because they don't need them anymore. That's good news. Yeah, that's really good news. Good uh, the, news. the virus has been tapering off there. Uh, but the city of 11 million people is still on lockdown because they don't want you know people who do have the virus coming back in and, and reinfecting the population. Right. Uh, another bit of good news here, a 103-year-old woman in China is the newest, oldest person to survive the virus. Nice. So that's two people over the age of 100 that have of- been able to weather that. Do you remember Sylvia Brown, the psychic? Oh, she was. A, I do remember the, the name, her name. She was, yes, yeah, she had a blonde, bleach blonde bob, heavy set lady, and she she died like in 2013, but she was a big time psychic. Like they would bring, she would be brought into cases to help find, find missing, missing kids. kids. Yeah. And she had all, well, she wrote this book back in 2010. And this is what she wrote. These were her predictions for Ooh. the future. Yes, I think I that freaks the name me of out. the book. The name of the book was End of Days. Oh. It said <clears throat> in around 2020, a severe pneumonia like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later and then disappear completely. Oh, yay. That makes me feel she better. She said that in 2010. Thank hmm. you, Sylvia Brown. So when is it disappearing? She was qualified. It she says go. quickly. Yeah. She says it will come and go quickly. Oh, well, that's good. And so if China is already, you know, how long have they been dealing with it? Sure, a couple man. of months? Yeah. Well, I remember when they were constructing those temporary hospitals. That was while I was in, not I wasn't in China, but when we were in Asia, we were in South Korea, Singapore, and Thailand when all Just of that was going on in ago. China. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do you remember like the drills they were had, like the uh, training videos they had for the Chinese SWAT teams? You know, if you had someone who wasn't being compliant mm-hmm. or self quarantining if they were sick, and they had like you know pool skimmers that they were you know netting oh, these yeah, people on and right. forcing them into vans and stuff. Right. That was all going on while I was in Asia, which was let's see, the end of January, beginning of February. Mm-hmm. So you know, assuming things are winding down there, but. I understand why they still had the city on lockdown because it's like, okay, now that we got this contained, right? You know, we got to wait, wait until the rest of the world is mm-hmm. on the upswing before we start letting people come back in around here. Yep. In other news that didn't make the news this morning, if you're going to spend the rest of your life sharing a bed with someone, mm-hmm. don't you want to make sure you're not signing up for a lifetime of bad sleep? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Three out of five people say they would break off a new relationship if the person was not sleep compatible with them. Mm. Sleep compatible, meaning someone who wants the same temperature as you. Someone who likes the same mattress firmness. Someone who agrees whether the TV should be on or off as you go to sleep. These are all extremely important Those things. Those are making it real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And even though it wasn't included in the survey, it probably also means someone who agrees on, you know, whether or not you should be making physical contact as you sleep, because this Some one over here is like a it. cuddler. I am. And I don't like it. Scott, so he does, he is, he runs hot 
my boyfriend and I run cold. And so, of course, I'm always like on him, touching him because he's so warm. It's going to warm you up. But then sometimes he'll be like, hot babe, you're too hot. And I'm like, yeah. fine. And then I just get my comforter out. But we're, we are completely sleep compatible now that we have a new bed. Last, I think December, January, that was like our Christmas present was we bought one of those sleep number beds. Yeah. Oh, so you each have your own number. We do. Oh, that's nice. great. And, and I always, it, it does. And I like, and I'm not getting paid to say this. I always thought I was a bad sleeper. Mm-hmm. And then I got the sleep number bed and I was like, I think it was just my bed. It's a different okay. No joke. What's your number? I'm a 35 You're and a 35. he's a 55. Oh, wow. But you get in legit. You lay down. And you get you set your number and you get in the bed and it's like and it just adjusts to you like it knows you. Yeah, it's so weird, but oh. so fantastic. <laughs> and we also have that adjustable base, which you can like put your feet up. But he and I have split tops. So right. if he wants to be all the way up or lay all the way down uh-huh. or vice versa, we can do that, too. That nice. can be really handy. Like if one of you snores, yes. you can just elevate the head part up just a little tiny yeah. bit. And sometimes that's enough to get him to stop that's snoring. They takes. have that like they have like an app that you that's how you like control everything. And they have that as one of the modes is like snore mode. And you can like one night he was snoring and I in the middle of the night put him in snore mode. I just boosted him <laughs> up a little and it helped. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That's great. It's worth the inv- it was worth the investment for us, I should say. So, now that you're kind of on separate mattresses, how has that affected the cuddling? So, I do go over to his side a I lot, see. but then I go back to my side. But it is mm-hmm. interesting because the split at the top is like right in the middle, so you kind of have to like finagle one way or the mm-hmm. other during sexy time right. if you want to <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's right. it's kind of weird because you're like babe i'm in the, i'm in the middle i'm in the slit i gotta yeah. move out of here <laughs> the survey I also said i know yeah i know i left it alone <laughs> i had a few you yeah. dirty birds like so you hand that up on a silver platter it's hard to say that's no that's what i get for talking without thinking i know and then you force us to behave like responsible adults <laughs> yeah. and that's not fair either mm-hmm. yeah uh, but on the inside, I'm still 12. <laughs> the survey also found the average person has 26 nights of bad sleep every year to try to accommodate their significant other's sleeping needs. Mm. Uh, 742 here with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. If you've always thought your parents liked your brother or sister more than they like you, you know, there's a one in 10 chance you may be right. of parents in a survey, in an anonymous survey, 10% of parents admitted they do, in fact, have a favorite child. Now, again, it's only 10%. 85% said they do not have a favorite child. 3%, oh, no, wait a minute, 3% would rather not say. So I take that as they do have a favorite, they just don't want to admit it. So I'm I'm bumping that up to 13%. Oh, but hold on, 2% weren't sure. Well, that tells me if they're conflicted, there probably is one they just don't want to admit to themselves. So let's bump that up to 15% of parents who clearly have a favorite. Of the parents with three or more kids who have a favorite, 43% say it's the youngest. 34% say it's one of the middle kids. And only 19% say it's the oldest. In other words, the favorite child is probably the youngest and probably not the oldest. So maybe you've been wrong all along and you're not your mother's favorite. I never said I was my mother's oh, favorite. My really? sisters are the ones that are always you saying You are like your that. mom's yeah. favorite. I, I can tell. 
You've always agreed that, that to that, though. 51% of people with a favorite child say it's a girl, which means See? a parent's favorite child is slightly <laughs> more likely to be a girl than yeah. a boy. Mm. So I've never asked my mom. I'm sure she would say me if I was asking her, but I wonder if an outside source asked her. I have always just answer. clearly and assumed say, it's my sister. I love you both yeah. equally. Yeah. That's my what she always all says. The same. Yeah. You're your mother's favorite, aren't you, Tim? Uh, I think we both have disappointed her an equal amount of times. <laughs> I think so because of that, we're on an equal love even. round. Yeah. I always hear parents <laughs> say it changes. Like, you know how Kristen has three kids. I yeah. feel like... You know, each one of them is her favorite at different moments. For right? different reasons. For well, different things. Well, one thing she has said to me was she says, with each one of my children, I've gone through periods where we related better to each other, like where we've connected better. Yeah. And then there have been periods where maybe, you know, we were a little more distant with each other. Um, or maybe, you know, Otto went through a period where he related, where he related more to his dad. And, and, and Emma went through that period. And they just, you know, it, it's cyclical. Uh, but she said, but never once has like one been a favorite. Mm-hmm. It's just in all, it's just in how you relate to each other at that stage of life. Um, I said something to my, when I was little though, I forget who, somebody was asking me, my aunt was in the room and she overheard me tell a stranger, tell a friend of hers when, Hey, so do you have any brothers and sisters? And I'm like, no. I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my aunt. How old were you? <laughs> I was I was young. I was like you know five or six years old. And my aunt said, "That's not true. You have two sisters." And I'm like, "Yeah, but not really." <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm an only that's child. Awesome. And they don't my, really count. And my aunt got really mad at me. She's like, "That's a terrible thing to say." <sighs> Calm down, Aunt Susie. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most self-centered, self-involved thing I've ever heard you say. Exactly. I'm six. <laughs> and it's only going to get better. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you only going to get I'm worse. You think good at it now. Check in with me when I'm 35. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll refine this. <laughs> By the way, someone looked at 50,000 tweets that included one of 12 emojis people use when they're sick, and then they ranked them to find the top emojis we associate with the coronavirus. They're not the most common emojis being used. The co- most common are like this is still the crying laughing emoji because that's always the most popular. Mm-hmm. These are the ones most strongly linked to the coronavirus, meaning if you're using these emojis right now, that's probably what you're talking about. And here are the top five. The, the number one is the green microbe emoji that oh, looks yeah. like a germ. Right. If you type germ, it pops up immediately. Yeah. So 42% of people who used it were talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yellow face emoji that's wearing a medical mask. That mm-hmm. was number two. The nauseous emoji that's all green. It looks like oh. it's about to puke. <laughs> I have that God. one too. Is the third. The sneezing emoji number uh, is number four. And then the bar of soap emoji is number five. A few more that are strongly associated with the virus right now are the ambulance emoji, the bandaged head emoji, mm-hmm. and the blood-filled syringe emoji. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's what's fun. happening in the world of emojis. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.